This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joined with Vic. And Jasmine. And we have a special, special, special guest in the building. Um, you guys will be very happy. I know you. it's come up with <laughs> section. Uh, so what can I speak? It's been suggested that we get this person on. We said we're working on it. We're working on it. And we worked on it. And here she is. So do you want to just introduce yourself to the people then? Thank you so much for having me. I don't know. How, how do I introduce myself? Uh, my name is Tony Tone. I'm a Ooh. writer, content creator. I'm currently on the show High Life on Channel Ooh. 4. Everybody makes our It's Tony. <laughs> Um, if you don't know Tony, I'm sure you have. You've seen her tweets. Mm-hmm. You have seen her tweets. You've read her work. You've seen her on Channel Four. <laughs> but I remember a time ago when you used to like. I don't think you were doing it. You were writing threads as a as if you knew it was going to be the outcome. Like I don't think yeah. you knew that it was going to be written work or even articles or nothing. But you was writing really, really at least all do. Really, really insightful threads on relationships and love and friendship. Thank you. And I remember it used to trigger people and be like, I hope you don't mind me saying, but some people are like, why is that girl always writing threads? Or what I got? Yeah. I said, so somebody can't write now. <laughs> I mean, somebody can't write again. Oh my God. Yeah. When I first started, I used to get a lot of um, negative comments mm. and a lot of people trolling me about writing too much and in a way like uh, when I when I look back it's kind of funny because it was never really about the content of mm, said writing it was mm. just the fact I write a lot wow. but then the irony is look at me now look, look <laughs> I'm sorry now. that's the irony what's the, what's, paper. <laughs> what's the publisher that you're, you're writing your book with Can Harper Collins it's not smutting <laughs> No, it's actually not. Like, is it the ple- is it the is it fourth estate as well? Yeah, yeah. For the no, no, guys. Chimamanda. Chimmers. <laughs> no, it's not. It's laying your lane. You did no, call her Chimmers. Chimmers. Yeah, same as yeah. Guys, it's so, not a small you know, thing. Got, yeah, same as little black book. 
<sighs> yeah, same as the taper. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. But I, I like looking back, one thing that I made sure I did during that entire like pro- naysayer process, and everyone has that naysayer mm. uh, hurdle, was just like not letting it get to me. Because there were times where I, I won't lie, I I wanted to stop writing because people were just mm. like she writes so much. Oh my god, it's wrong. She's so like emotional. Why is she always writing? But I would just like rather than internalize that, I had to remind myself that you know what? Okay, cool. Mm. You, you write a lot. And so what? Yeah, but who are you that's hurting? Exactly. And who are you helping? Like you're helping more people mm. than hurting people. But but do you know what I think it is? I think it's particularly men mm. don't like when women help other women yeah. grow forward. Have you seen these memes where it's like women don't they don't even call us to have makeup sex anymore? They just get off the get over the breakup. <laughs> they're they're evolving. Yeah, we're we're really like we're really like like even when a lonely does her friends, people are like, what women cheat or. Wow, women have power the, now. The way that recent one scattered oh men was gosh. incredible. It was incredible. Mm. And I'm just like, look at the power of Aloni. Like, seriously, mm. that woman is a powerhouse. Yeah, I love, love to her. See She's it. amazing at what she does. She mm. scattered men internationally. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Good. But yeah, how are you feeling about the book launch? How are you feeling about it all? I'm super excited. I can't wait for the book to be out because um, I can't wait for people to read it mm-hmm. and and hear what they have mm. to think about it. And so much has been like leading up to this point. And I think that the book has enabled me to share my writing, but in um, a deeper way. Mm. Um, because obviously like Twitter is quite limiting. What yeah. is it? 200 and something characters. There's only yeah. so much you can say. Mm. And now like I've been given the chance to share what I've kind of shared already, but on a deeper level. And I mm. think in a more helpful way, um, because I try my best to help people through my tweets, but with, yeah, 2,000 words versus 25,000, mm. there's a big difference. And also you should be paid for your work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Facts, facts. Yeah. When I, when I read the book, honestly, I messaged Jazz and yeah, I was like, it's going to be a bestseller. Like, I think, think, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those staples where your friend goes through a breakup or, in fact, I don't think you need to list, you need to read it if you're single. You can be in a relationship and read it. I think it's very enriching and the oh way it's written God. is very beautiful. Thank you. Also, so much. it it really screams that you love love. But also, <laughs> also, also in a way that it's like were you when you were little, was you kind of like, did you love Disney and stuff like that? Um you know what? The irony is not really. And mm. I also hate rom-coms and people think No way. Yeah. I'm the same. I hate rom-coms. But don't I tell love me love. you like don't tell me like I screamos and love and I hate rom-coms. I mm. love Crime HD. Oh, anything to do thrillers, yes. homicide, yes. death, yes. scariness. Yes. And I also <laughs> love fantasy, so like Game of Me Thrones and, and things. Oh, really These people are, are connecting. Like the oh yeah, my gosh. Well? So, so the irony is that <laughs> as a child, I was never this like love, love child. And the funny thing is, if you ask my mother, she would joke about the fact that as a little girl, I would swear, I I never want to get married. Wow. I would never want a husband. <laughs> I, uh, yuck, who would yeah. ever want to get married? Up until I was like, 15, 16, when I started liking boys and then mm. I got my first boyfriend, up until then, I swore that I was like anti-marriage. I wow. never wanted to be married. And I was that I was that young girl that never imagined her wedding. Mm. And even now as an adult, like the, the thought of having a companion and life partner, like I've warmed to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could mm. do this uh, providing I, I meet the right person. But I've never sat and been like, I want my wedding to be like X, Y, Z. Mm. Um, mm. But I, yeah, but I just love... The connection, mm-hmm. I think, the connection to another human being mm. on a different level. Mm. So, did you know, like, straight away that you wanted to write a book about, um, like, relationships, love, and you knew? Did you knew that straight away? Yeah. What was well, not straight away, but I, when I started writing on Twitter, 
And I started to like gauge that my writing is always the best when mm. I was writing about love. Yeah. And it was always the best because I was actually passionate about what I was writing about. Mm. And I also realized that in this world, the one thing that ties all of us together is this want to be loved mm. or our love to other people. And when I kind of deduced that, I was like, okay, I really want to l- write about love. But then I was going through this imposter syndrome phase because oh, wow. I remember like um, at the time I was uh, with an ex of mine, I went to his family home and I was telling his sister like, oh yeah, I really want to write this book. I'm working on it, but I don't think I'm going to release it for like many years. And she was like, why? I said, because um, it's about like love and relationships. And I, f- and I think based on how I received negative feedback at the beginning of like my Twitter journey, mm. I was like, oh, people won't take me seriously because I'm not married. Mm. And people say, why is she writing about relationships? Okay, she's, yeah. she's not like, um, she's not married. She's not, mm. um, she, she's not with child and yeah. living this like um, societally correct relationship in her 30s that they're just going to dismiss it. So I was like, okay, forget about it. And then um, I got offered the book deal. And I was like, ah, come on, see God telling me. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, see God telling me you better just pattern up, you know, and just yeah. go mm. and share your book now and just write <laughs> and just take yourself I'm seriously. Dead. So when that happened, um, it was a, a woman by the name of Nancy Ademora, Nigerian mm. woman who works at HarperCollins, amazing. She'd seen my writing and she believed in me and mm. she was like, you need to put out this book. I said, mm. ah, okay, let me do it. So um, I, I knew that love was going to be the thing once I started writing on Twitter and I realized okay I I do love love mm. but I hadn't always known in fact if if you ask like the young me me putting out a book mm. yeah right in, I hated English in school mm. I did not like it so it's just funny how the world works yeah yeah there's I don't know I don't even know if we're allowed to say titles or anything of the book but there was one particular I'll, I'll probably go back to your publisher and ask if I'm allowed to even say this but there was one caption or and it was like, oh, let me see. If, okay, I'm just going to do one because I don't want to start. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I give you consent. <laughs> Missing someone who wasn't good for you doesn't make you weak. And then you go on to saying how some people um, go and beware of exes who want to stroke their ego. So going back to some people is just for an ego boost for them. Mm. When I tell you, I've never, I've never, who, where am I hearing that kind of information from? <laughs> <laughs> it is a good book, guys. Go check it out. Oh, and that means a there's lot a lot of things you can imply to friendships. It's not just yeah, about like yeah. um uh intimacy, relationships. Yeah. Oh my god, what I love was how you talked about being an older sibling. Saying too much, I hope the publisher <laughs> doesn't mind. But we'll have a conversation about like having to be perfect. Mm. And like honestly, I feel that so deeply. Like having to have every, I, I felt like there's a lot of things I've not done in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I've never smoked a cigarette. Because uh, I feel like too. I, I feel like I always have to be a role model. Yeah, mm. but also I don't have a I don't have a um what's the word I'm looking for a motivation to smoke a cigarette. Like you know you know when you get drunk you're like yeah but if, if people are like oh if you smoke a cigarette it might make you horny or might I'm sign me up baby <laughs> but the 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 pros aren't looking too nice anyways yeah, yeah, um yeah. but the perfection thing I feel that a lot I feel like I always have to go up my way but like talk to us about that because that must have been. Hard not even having to someone to go to about love or anything like that. You have to figure it by yourself. Yeah, it was. It's tough. It's it, it's tough because you, you. I guess being the first child, um, or even in some African families, the, the first daughter. Because mm. sometimes it's, it will go and skip the first child now because <laughs> the first child is male. But um, 
The way you engage with parents, and I think like in psychology, they do say the first child is generally the people pleaser child because mm. every you, you you're the, you're your parents' uh, first baby, so everything's like a big deal. Like oh, first steps. Oh my god, they they want to clap for everything and award everything, and everything's amazing. And so what happens then is that you see your relationship with the family is like almost not performance based, but like oh yeah, like. I need to do well and yeah. they show me they love me by appreciating mm. the fact that I do well. And my family, like, show me they love me whether I'm having a good day or bad day. But I did a lot of internalizing this belief that I had to be this, like, talented, strong, put together, stable mm. person for my family mm. all the time. And with having younger siblings, um, that's magnified because there's almost like this maternal relationship where you want to take care of them mm. and you want to be there for them. And as a result, you do not want them to see you when you are having bad days, mm. when you are feeling sad, when you are struggling, because you think I need to be strong for them. So when they're struggling, they can come mm, to me. Definitely. And I need to appear like I can handle everything. And I think... It's almost like this, uh, a vicious cycle because you end up being highly reliable and always doing the best you can do and giving 110%. And as a result, people then see you as the reliable one. Then people come to you all the time. And then because you're reliable, you take on more. And then mm. it's like just this circle, circle of, of round of, and going round and round mm. uh, of like giving to other people. Um, and it's funny you should mention the, the perfectionist thing because even when I finished writing the book, I... Um, sent it to uh, Julia Danuga because she gave mm. me a quote for, for the book, um, like the back cover. Mm. And she mentioned that, um, she mentioned that she picked up on the same thing that you mm. picked up on um, in regards to me and obviously like the, the and what she knows about me. Mm. Um, but it's definitely something that I grapple with all the time. And I feel like I have to put my best mm. face forward. Um, and then when it's, I'm sure you know, Vic, like when you're going through a tough time, you just handle that. Mm. You just gotta handle it. And cause you think if I crumble now, who's going to, yeah. me, I'm the one that saves everyone. Who's going to save That's me? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but do you feel like now, cause you, you, is your sister the youngest? She's the youngest. Yeah. So like everyone's like adults now. Do you feel yeah. like you can kind of confide in your siblings if you're going through something hard, but you, you still have to put a brave face on? You can, but that, it never ends. It's like a mother, right? Mm -hmm. I, I do not have children, but one thing I know, even when I'm 50, as long as my mom is still walking this earth, I'm her baby. Yeah. And she'll always have this, <laughs> yeah. like, I need to take care of mm -hmm. her. Um, yeah. And with my siblings, it's nuts because my brother is a married man. Mm. He is a married <laughs> man. But to me, that's my baby bro. Yeah. I don't care a good day, 10 years, 20 <laughs> years, you can pop out three babies. I don't yeah. care. You're still my little brother. Yeah. And um, so a part of me, it, it, it's become easier because it's like, okay, I see mm. you guys, you're handling your stuff. Like I can, mm. I can step back a little bit. But at the same time, we have built this relationship that when things aren't going well, I am the first person they call. Okay. Before they I was going to ask mom, that, actually. Before they call yeah. my dad, they will call me. Mm. If Tommy, Tara need anything, call Tony. Mm. And so like that, that is never going to change. But in a way, as much as like, don't get me wrong, I've had my breakdowns at home. But, oh, no mm. one appreciates me. I do yeah. so much. Everyone just, no one cares. It's so <laughs> tough for me. But um, if I had to change it, I wouldn't because I felt like... Um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to this order, God doesn't make mistakes, mm. and I felt like my personality and and me being the way I am, arguably it could be a result of me being the eldest, obviously. Mm. But I think it suits me being the eldest, mm. and I love the fact that 
I know that my siblings always have somebody mm. and even like that person is me yes but I know that they always have somebody and even when I should and they, they laugh at me because they're like Tony you do this to yourself you know and I'm like what do you mean <laughs> they say how oh, you complain that you always do too much <laughs> you appreciate you. and you're always going to yeah, position yeah. yourself to be like oh let me help you let me do this mm, yeah. and I'm like no and then I had to take a step back and be like oh low key and Tara's like, you always say no one helps you, but whenever you have an issue, you never, te- you never really tell anyone. Yeah. You just deal with it yourself. Mm. And my best friend, bless her, she's always like, Tony, sometimes I worry that this is a one-way relationship. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm always calling you for help. Mm. And you never call me for help. And I'm like, oh, is it that I don't need or is it I just deal with it? And I just yeah, feel like I deal yeah. with it because I've had to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, that is always. But is it because, funny. because I'm assuming you're the strong friend then? Yeah, 100%. So the, but, yeah. So the other day I was thinking like, yeah. do I even allow people to help me? Uh, mm. And is that a bad thing? Because like, I, I was talking to my therapist about it. I was like, I don't even think I even allow my friends to be friends. I, or I, like, I don't. And it's yes, you do. I try. But it's a good thing. No, I like it. No, but the thing is, I try. It's like, if if a friend asks me, oh, like, how are you doing? It's like, my automatic response is usually just to be like, I'm fine. Mm. But then I've I've tried to actively say like, you know what, actually, this is what I'm going through. Mm. Like, I've tried to do that because I realized that before I was very much closed off. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm okay. Whatever I'm going through, I'll just deal with it. Mm. Manage. But it's like, I'm not allowing... I'm not even helping myself. I'm not mm. unburdening myself. I'm not even in a bad way, but how can I continue to just hold it and bottle it all inside? Like, I need to let this out. And yeah, I need to allow my friends to be friends. Mm. It's what? like, if I, if I can't tell you, who can mm. I tell? Mm-hmm. Do you I love I mean? that Definitely. line, allow your friends to be friends, mm. because sometimes we can we can look at that dynamic and just look at it from our perspective but in a way it does impact other people mm. because my my like best friend and my even my siblings have said like sometimes they query like what is their role in my mm, life yeah and I think I never want them to feel like disposable I never want them to feel like they don't add value mm. and I had to like assert to the people I love that like them just being in my life mm. is the strength I need to just handle mm. what I handle mm. so it, on one hand it's like do I handle a lot, a lot on my own? Yes. But could I do that if these people did not exist in my life? Mm. Probably not. But it's something I'd also want to unlearn. Unlearn Because I'm thinking like even in relationships, mm. I do not want my partner to mm. feel like. She doesn't. I don't want, yeah, need me. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't need them yeah. for anything. And not to say like we should need our partners. Yeah. I think mm. we should want them. But I want them to feel like they have a role in my life. Mm beyond just being there mm. and I, I would never want them to feel like an accessory so when you say like allowing friends to be friends I have thought about that yeah. and allowing partners to be partners mm. like I've written so many times about not asking people for help or people offering things and me saying no I used to be that babe wow. now I'm trying to unlearn it they'll mm. be like oh I want to do no 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 I'm fine mm. it's cool no, now I have to force myself yeah so please yes, you want exactly. to okay you want to take me here let's yeah. go do you know you I said, buy this I like, like, oh yeah come and buy it for me please I beg uh, you oh my days <laughs> I was saying this to my friend the other day I don't I'm not using my boyfriend's wallet enough uh, uh, I'm being too nice you're being oh, too nice no <laughs> I need to use your wallet. This is another source of income. And does he offer and you say no? He does. And I say no. And he's, he's even said to me, he's like, oh, I did offer. And you said, no. I'm full. I need to start <laughs> It's a yes from now. Hyper-independent. It's a, it's a yes from now. We have to say yes. Okay, so everyone keeps talking about ips. I realize what... So I know a few weeks, a few episodes ago, we were talking about biscuit being an ick. No, mm. guys, I found my real ick. It's not eating biscuits. The real ick is... <laughs> you know... 
a guy, a boyfriend that's in our girl's business. Mm. Mm. And when I say this, so for example, me, me and Jazz are gisting. Mm. And Jazz's man says to me, oh, Vic, um, uh, is your period, when's your period coming? He yeah. says something that I've said to you on the phone. Yeah. Or he says something, no, that's not a good example. Or um, I'm trying to think of why, I'm not trying to bait up my life. This is, <laughs> this is, this is a real life situation. Or um, Vic, how's your man? No, 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 no. I need to find another example, but it's not coming to me. Like um, a personal thing. Like a personal. So you've you've told Jazz her personal information, yeah. and he says, "Oh, I heard you went to whatever the other day. Oh, I, I heard you took a pregnancy test the other day. Perfect example. <laughs> well, what, 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 What's what was the, the result? result of that? Okay, I, I had that, and I said, <laughs> "Why the fuck? This is, this is not real, by the way, because yeah, yeah, Tony's yeah. looking at me no, with no, judgment. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no it, was, it wasn't with Jasmine. It was someone else. And I said, hypothetical. <laughs> and I said, why did? I was like, okay." Cool, you're going to tell your man. That's cool. But, but make, make sure your man has manners. Mm. Key points. Mm. <laughs> your boy, your man needs to pretend, look, start looking elsewhere when we're talking. <laughs> or, or maybe he might, he can add his two pence, but maybe at the end or quietly or fast. <laughs> because <say> fast. <laughs> why is your, because I'll never forget when, when my friend's man asked me something about my personal life. And I said, why the, f- I was so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, that's a massive ick. And then another thing is, if me and you are just gisting mm. and we're talking about girl stuff, we're talking about stuff, and my man starts taking up a seat and cross leg, get out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're even adding to the gist. Too funny. No, but you're adding to the gist uh, as in like someone's stuff. Someone's MCM, you know? No, but you're adding to the gist as in information I've told you. You'd be like, yeah, because remember when you told me that she's a bit, oh, God. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, no, I wouldn't like that. Mm-mm. That is my ick. What, what are your icks, Tony? What are my icks? Um, good question. I guess I don't want to just like give you the obvious ones because mm. obviously like bad hygiene or mm. people are just like blatantly like rude and disrespectful. So let me try and pick like obscure ones. Okay, I don't. This is gonna sound so busy. I don't like misuse of words or like just like <laughs> just ruining the English language. Oh, like you know when people are just like, oh, let me think of an example of like. <laughs> With this is a slide drag on the Black Girls Living podcast. No, 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 no. We no, be no. Mis- misusing everything. No, no, no. Like this is like this is like a wild misuse. This is not like because I make errors all the time. Sometimes yeah. I remember once I did a talk. It was really important. I meant to say psychologist and I said psychotherapist or something, and it was like a. It turned mm. out to be this big thing because then everyone was like debating about really, and, yeah, and it was people like oh, seriously. it was just literally wow. like I used the wrong word. Yeah. So like naturally people do it, but um, and let me try and think like okay. So you know someone that's been using that's been mixing up words badly. No, but just like, just like they. Okay, do you know what happens sometimes? I think sometimes like I'll meet people, yeah. mm. and based on my writing, they think that they can't be themselves, and they have to sound extremely oh, right. okay. like intelligent. And so they'll be like using very long words in the wrong context. So they might be like Tony. So what if I hypothesize? Yeah, in the middle lines and the rhymes. Okay, that gives me the ick. <laughs> It's like you're not even using it properly. You're using it as like a display mm, of like faux intelligence. Yeah. I don't like that. So and then another one is um this. this I'm so sorry if any of you are picky eaters, but p- extremely picky eaters. Mm, that gives me the dating mm, ick. Like if I go on a date, it's like oh I can't. Ugh no. Oh what's that? Oh no. Mm, I'm just like bro. Like come on. Are you five? Mm, like you don't want to yeah. touch anything. Like mm, you just want straight like mm. burger and chips. That's what you want. <laughs> Anything else on the menu is like, no. Um, And then what else gives me the ick, ick, ick? 
Oh my god, I I cannot stand men with long fingernails. I don't like it. Yeah, either. Do you like know what I don't like as well? Why is it the pinky that's long? Yeah, I don't get. What that. the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. <laughs> is it? I I am. I heard from someone. Isn't that like a drug thing? Oh, okay. Oh, because someone told me. Sometimes someone told. Not all the time. Because mm. sometimes I'm not. Before someone has long pinky now, someone can't have long pinky. <laughs> someone can't. <laughs> but basic. Someone told me that sometimes is it um, the crack to pick up cocaine. As powder, sometimes one <laughs> finger will be long, so they can pick no, it up with ease. So, so <laughs> I, I know sometimes the people say like pimp finger. I don't know what that is, but mm. then there's sometimes like a, a connotation with like casual oh drug use. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, long fingernail. I I can't stand mm. long fingernails. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else gives me the ick. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You know. Oh, okay. I don't like it when men. When you're like hyper visible or visible mm. on social media, and men are all like, "Oh, do you know?" What? They know who you are. They pretend they don't know you. I don't mm. like that. That gives me the ick. Like, just be honest. Yeah. Or they'll say, "Nah, you know what? I don't like it yeah. when I meet a girl and she's just like bare followers." I'm just like, "Why oh. is that?" If I was it, if you didn't know who I was, you would not be saying mm. that to a random yeah, girl. You wouldn't. Like, oh, you know, like them girls. And I'm what like, did they expect like, you? Oh, what did they expect God. you to say to that as well? Did what? I even want? Do, I, do I even want you? That, do I right? even want you? You just have to nod and be like, okay, okay, enjoy the rest of your night. Okay, because it's like mm. what? It's but it's like negging, isn't it? Yeah. They say something negative in the yeah. hopes you're like, oh no, but why? Oh no, I'm so no. Mm. When really it's like why? That's what I hate. So to summarize, negging. Mm. So in any form, not just with social media, but when yeah. someone is trying to say something that is insulting or with some underlying nasty malicious vibe in the hope that like they can gain some kind of like interest from mm-hmm. you or you you like yearn for their validation yeah. I hate that I hate that because it makes you look dumb it never works mm-hmm. with me because yeah. I just be like look at this fool mm-hmm. and then I just walk <laughs> off um, but I hate that I hate mm-hmm. men who like yeah the negging mm-hmm. thing and making you feel like bad yeah as like mm-hmm. reverse psychology yeah. my, my, one of my friends is hyper visible and she's, she finds it hard dating in the industry because men will be like Oh, you're 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 fine. I'm sure you've heard this bare times before, or I'm sure you got bare guys in your DMs. And it's like, if if you're moving to her, what kind of rubbish is this? Do you know what's yeah. so funny about the DM thing? Mm-hmm. I think when you're hyper visible, it's the opposite. Yeah, because they all they all think the same things. It's mm-hmm. almost like they've defeated themselves before they've even tried. And and mm-hmm. yeah, and also they're they're a bit more shook, I think, because yeah. they they are like, oh, in their mind, they try and rationalize it, and they're like, oh, this person has lots of followers, or this person has blue tick, or this person has mm-hmm. this. They probably want X Y Z, or they probably talk to this person and that person, and they're not even thinking necessarily about you having other DMs, but they're thinking about what comes with having yeah, a relationship yeah. with you before they've even mm-hmm. yeah. um but it's not a, necessarily a bad thing because it filters out mm-hmm. who's confident enough to be with a woman exactly. who is in, in that kind mm-hmm. of industry. Um, but I'm curious what are your ics? I'm curious. Yeah what's yours just mine is literally it was the the men that are a bit too you know in a women's business. When I remembered that that was my ick, I'm telling you guys, that is the worst thing. I even have to talk to my boyfriend, I'd be like, I have to really say are you in a women's business like that? <laughs> like, I had to really think, well, I was like, no, he's really good. Like, even if I tell yeah. him stuff, he'll look around and pretend that he doesn't know what the hell <laughs> we're talking about. Good. Because why are you taking up a chair? This guy pulled up, I'll never forget this. He pulled up, I said, no. No way. Pulled up. To speak about your business. This man pulled up a chair, I said, because there wasn't yeah. chairs available. Went to no. go and find it. He did a whole Wendy Williams, a whole Oprah. <laughs> I, 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 I speak to myself, is this guy going to knock on gonna go and find the game to go and play or what like and you know what people like that kind of scare me like 
men or women, because mm. if the information has nothing to do with you, the fact you want to know so badly, yeah, you think, why you go and gossip invested? now. Yeah. The, the information won't stay with you yeah. because if oh, you're that invested yeah. in other people's business, mm. why? Why? But do you know what is? I think it's because some some couples see themselves and it's like one one. <laughs> I, that I get it, I get it, but also no, no, also <laughs> no. I, I think it's 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 about manners. Mm. There might be a time where you might be like, oh, my friend's going through this. You might not give the full details, but you might just say, oh, mm. you know, it's that. But you also need to trust that your partner is not then going yeah, to be like even do you know it. what I would even be concerned about? Even if like the following week you're gonna be like, Oh, so did your friend get that sorted out? I'm gonna be like, Why are you <laughs> what? why are you invested? Why, yeah, yeah, why are you invested now? Mm. I'll be like, Oh, that's a bit that that makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But um, sorry, my ex, I think okay, I'm gonna sound so shallow, but if they're wearing trainers that are all one color, but they're bright, mm-hmm. like if they have all red trainers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> That's very specific. But you know what? I I get with that. that. I get with that. Because if I like was meeting a guy on a date and he had like bright neon trainers, I'd be like, oh, okay. Mm, That's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Or like white jeans. Or okay. somebody can't wear white jeans. You know what? No, I feel like oh, women, right. white jeans. Yeah, but men they could be hit or miss. Yeah, sometimes you have to be a good mainly, dresser to make mainly them work. Mainly, the Congolese men are pulling it off. The Congolese uncles are doing the thing. No one's agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I turn over, she's like scratching her head. Like, okay. so, so when it's an all white party, what's your man wearing? It's all white party. You blend Yeah, or, yeah, because everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Then, I've but just... if 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 you're like going on a date and you've come on this date with white what? jeans. <laughs> it's quite risky I'm not going to last very That's a big deal Yeah 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 Especially if you're eating That is, that is um, very risky That's risky And I think a final one oh, It's so shallow But if I see Like when I see men On treadmills in the gym mm-hmm. I'm oh sorry Jasmine I'm sorry I know Somebody can't I know. be healthy anymore I know I know I know I'm, I'm wrong I know I'm wrong no, but I, I like the ownership of that though Because yeah. it's like I, I do not like this But I also know This is somewhat irrational yeah. And I will take What's wrong with yeah. it? I don't know. I just don't like seeing it. And <laughs> equally, when I'm on the elliptical as well, and there's a man next to me on it, it just, I'm, you know I just what's don't so like funny, it. Though? The ones that are doing the cardio, they have the best abs, though. Mm, they, they do. do. Because, they do. Uh, the body fat index is low. But I just don't want to see you working out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the end I'm result. Shocked. I'm very sure. I don't want to see you working. I just want to see the end result. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Did you guys see on the news? Uh, what's the woman from the real? Uh, young Jeezy's. Uh, Jenny, 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 Jenny May. Is that name called yeah, Jenny? Jenny May. Yeah, I think so. She's now pregnant with mm-hmm. Young Jeezy. Yeah. Um, and everyone's talking about the fact that with her first relationship that ended because he wanted kids and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me when I was about, well, up until the age of like twenty, well, eighteen ish, I used to not want to have kids. I even forgot really? this about myself. Yeah. And it was because of how my upbringing was, mm-hmm. because. I used to basically take care of my brothers when my mum would go to work and my pet, my dad would go to work as well. Um, I've only got brothers, so I'd clean. I'd like, yeah, uh, oh, oldest as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, lot. a lot of work. So I used to cook, clean, pick them up from school. Wow. Um, it was a lot, and it was also a lot of sacrifice. So it would be, I know it sounds tiny, but it was like I couldn't watch when the sky went. Okay, cool, the sky went its peak. I couldn't watch my show. I couldn't watch the music videos. Mm. We had to watch Tiny Pop. Mm. We had to, like it was everything was my and I don't resent my brothers for it or nothing like that mm. because they can't yeah. help that they in the order they were born in. But even like um little things of like, oh, this is to no shade. And they said Georgette was on there. She said that again, another thing I completely forgot my dad used to do. Go and stand in the kitchen and watch your mom cook. 
Mm. Go and stand in the kitchen. My dad used to always oh, go and stand in the kitchen. Go, I'll be watching TV with my, with my brothers. Be sorry. Oh yeah, get up. Go and stand in the kitchen. Uh, well, your brother stands in the kitchen to watch. Well, stand where? Uh-uh. And I remember saying to my mom, I remember saying, I don't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't yeah, want. Yeah. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. But it was. It was honestly. Until I met my boyfriend, I was like, oh, no, I really do want to have kids. Mm. And I think that's probably what happened with her. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. She probably come from a Nigerian household. But I think it's very possible for people to change their mind because of circumstances and who they're with as well. Yeah. Like, because I saw a lot of people being like, how can she change her mind? That's such a big thing to change her mind about. But I was like, it made me think about what I went through. Obviously, it's not the same because I'm not married or anything. I don't have a child. So, but it just really made me think about that. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I actually know someone who is expecting a baby, and he swore that he would, um, mar- now married as well, swore mm. that he would never have a child, mm. and now he's doing up baby registry, wow. really, really happy about it. And I was talking to like a mutual friend about um, the right person, person aligning with the right timing, mm, yeah. and sometimes you could be so sure of something, and then when you meet a certain person. And you're at a certain point in your life where you've gone through certain periods of mm-hmm. growth, your whole perspective shifts. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes like I when I was younger, I used to be a never person. I was very black and white. And now I'm I am a never say never, shades of gray person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot more than I used to be. Cause I realized like even with me, there are things I was so sure that I was anti or things I wouldn't do or things I didn't like. And and now I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm willing to do this or I've done this or I've seen other people do it. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. I understand mm. that. Um, you just never know. Do you know what you were saying? That? I was like, what kind of things do I have? <laughs> Is there anything that you were like, I never... No, do you know what I was young? I didn't understand when people were sucking cock. <laughs> I love you just said it so direct. Oh my God. It's so true. Like, no, I, really, I was like, that's where men we we. I was no, so confused. It's, uh, I, yeah. it's true. We all said it. Even yeah. guys. No, yeah. no, no. Like, really, man? Yeah, they, they, no, I, men I, were even worse back. Back, back, back then, then what was that? Wasn't that no, no, they used to say bulkhead. Do you remember oh, they used yeah, to yeah, say yeah, bulkhead yeah. and even, stuff? Even, and now people are eating bonbons. <laughs> They've gone from yep. I'll never touch yep. the front to yep. eating the back. Yep. So, go, yep. go, yeah, anyway, interesting. Oh but yeah, that's a great example though, because it's like when you're mm. young, you have certain beliefs mm. and and you're like, oh yeah, no, this is this is bad. I'll never do it. Then you grow up and you're like, mm. Mm. like for example, I went to a Catholic school. So mm. when I was like 11, 12, 13, I was like, oh my god, abortion's so bad. Why would you? Mm. Abortion's so wrong. And then I became an adult, like 18, 19, 20. I was like, wait, mm. no, it's actually there's mm. no issue. But sometimes you just have to grow, and then mm. you realize, okay, I understand. Mm. Do you think sometimes in life there's no room to? Change or grow Because sometimes it's like You used to think this way This is you mm. I don't even mean this As in you're once racist Once upon a time But I just mean like <laughs> Minus you the racist to, You know what I mean Like you used to think that You used to, you used to be a bit prudish mm. And now you've grown up Because you've grown up yeah. And you've realised mm. life yeah. you've, you've experienced life You've seen different things But sometimes people box you like Oh but you used to be mad prudish Or like It's like mm. It's so There's no room sometimes To Change your way of thinking Sometimes Yeah, I do agree. And I think that is heightened, particularly the social media. So like, for example, when I was younger, I was definitely way more prudish, way more prudish, way Mm. more judgmental, way Mm. more black and white. And I grew up and I became way more liberal, way more understanding, way more patient. Um, But one thing that helped me is that at the point that I was who I was as a younger person, 
I was not on social media like that, sharing my worldly views. Mm. But in this day and age where so many people are online and so many people are sharing their perspectives, it does feel like you're not given the grace and the compassion to Mm. change because people want to hold you to this impression that they have built in their heads of you. They've put you in a box in their head Mm. based on maybe things you've done or said. And there is no room to escape said box. But it, it's unfair because it, it works both ways. Because if you don't give people the grace, they won't give you the grace mm. either. And one thing I do always say is that we are forever growing. We're forever learning. And I mentioned this in my book because mm. when I was writing my book, I said, okay, Tony, you're writing it now at age. Mm. Th- I was 31. I'm 32 now. I was writing mm. it when I was 31, 30. Mm. You're, you're 30, 31 now. Um, this is what you believe right now. Based mm. on how much your perspective has changed throughout your life, you may read this book when you're 40 or 50 and be like, ah, I don't know about this chapter, you know? Mm. <laughs> I don't know about But it. that's okay because it served a purpose at the time. Yeah, and exactly. also, you don't know who is connecting with that. Do you a- know what I mean? A- exactly. And maybe you come out another book at 40 and elaborate yeah, more so on your... Over the last, you know, <laughs> however many years, yeah. I've come to understand that this... <laughs> but then I touched Ooh. on that in the book, like my we're forever growing and learning mm. because I think one thing people need to understand is that the version of you that you know now literally exists for a moment in time and it's right now. Mm. It's literally right now. And the person you are tomorrow will be different. Mm. Like even on on an intrinsic DNA level, you like um, as far as like your cells and the rate of aging, like you will be different Mm. tomorrow. Who I was 10 minutes ago talking about this podcast (laughs) is very different from who I am going to be in the next 10 minutes. Um, And I think people just need to remember that. And they also need to remember that um, age can often, not always, unfortunately, but it can often bring wisdom, wisdom Mm. for observation, wisdom for experience. And sometimes we can see people and we might not agree with their beliefs and and, uh, agree with their perspectives and what they're doing. But then we must also understand, okay, that this presents an opportunity to maybe help them and educate them Mm. or at least share our perspective Mm. in the hope that that may alter their growth in some way that you you might deem beneficial for the greater good of society. Mm. But yeah, Nas, sometimes the world can be really, really harsh. The world can be really harsh. And that's why like when people are online, for example, trolling people, left, right, center for, for things they did years ago. I might read it. I might, I might, I'll say, oh, this is really bad. Mm. This, is, oh, this, <laughs> this is, is bad. In my mind, I'm thinking this is disgusting. Mm. Me, I was not writing that at that age. Yeah. But at the same time, I also went engaged in public mm. lambasting yeah. because mm. I'll still think, ah, come now. Me too, I had my own. Like mm. people change. This mm. person, let, just because it was bad doesn't mean it's impossible for them to have changed. Yeah. What I need to be asking myself is, did they demonstrate behaviors that reflect this recently? Yeah, yeah. recently. Yeah. And if they didn't, let me try and be compassionate. Ah, mm. me, I'll still hate, hate, hate mm. what you wrote. Mm. But I think, ah, let me show them grace. Mm. Do you because know what? Sorry, I'm thinking again. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. The Canadian president. <laughs> How many blackface have you done? Uh, uh, but there's also, but there's also, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, fool me three. There's also like levels. Oh, like, there's levels. You do something, you say but, something but once. But it's the fact he said, I don't know how many pictures and he That means imagine? he was doing no, no, blackface no. Yeah. every weekend. He wasn't lying. At least he told the truth in that. Mm. And also, <laughs> how many more is coming? There's also context because there's levels. Yeah. So, like if someone could do something awful, right? Yeah. Oh, I've changed. But if it's awful, awful, like come now, you have to, mm. uh, justice needs to be yeah, served. Yeah, yeah. But then context, in regards to like, okay, when you were doing these things, were you were you 15 or were you 25? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Were you were you 12 or were you 32? 
Yeah. <laughs> because but, then it's like, I could give more grace if someone is like very, very young. But yeah, if they're yeah. doing mad things yeah. as, an, as an adult, you do, look at, make, yeah. you do look at them differently You do look at them differently Justin Damn what was going on Yeah no 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 no. That's very wild <laughs> My goodness Very wild And he's, he's even <laughs> smiling in the photos what, what did black people do to you? <laughs> God oh, damn it <laughs> Let's talk about High Life Oh yeah You guys yeah, must yeah. have seen on Channel 4 Launched on the day of What was it called again? Black, 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 black to Front yeah. Black to Front mm. Yes uh, High Life is a reality TV show Following successful Nigerians and Ghanaians Am I right in Ghanaians? Nigerians and Ghanaians And then Camille Who, who is Jamaican Cuban My brother's wife Oh yeah, yeah. Oh she Cuban as well Jamaican and Cuban Yeah. Mm. So yes It's a really amazing Seeing different types of people Seeing what they go through And Tony's on there um, we were briefly introduced to you on episode, was it three? Episode three. Yeah. Episode three. It was really good because we saw you being like a really lovely um, sister-in-law to, uh, uh, what's her name again? Camille. Camille. And it was really nice because you're watching it. Like I, I, the way I watch it, I was like, pretend you don't know who Tony is. Like pretend <laughs> you don't, you. And I was like, oh my God, imagine having a sister-in-law like that. That's so cute. Mm. And like the way like you were speaking, like, just speaking life into her Like the way Even at the table I, I could see you being Like the eldest daughter Like that vibe It was really cute man Also oh, your family Very you. beautiful And very yeah. encouraging Wow Oh thank you so yeah, much Your family are like Very very lovely And mm. welcoming Um, like, Yeah Camille is very very yeah. Lucky Ah, She's a gorgeous girl <laughs> yeah. Everything was just making sense Like when I was watching mm. it I was like I don't want to put goals on people Because it's too much pressure But damn it <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah, no, we're lucky as well because Camille mm. has an amazing family. Like, you don't get to see loads of her family on there, but you've seen mm. her mum briefly. Yeah. Oh, her mum's so honestly, like, lovely. Her parents are amazing. Mm. Her, her stepdad is amazing. Mm. Her siblings are so warm and welcoming. Like, and my mum and I always joke, we say, like, we could have never, like, if we had to pick a woman for him, we could have picked a better, wow. a better woman. Oh, she's so she's that amazing. And, mm. and I'm I'm really touched that people are loving it and loving my family. One thing I always do say, because people, the other day I was at a dinner party and, and someone asked, oh, what's the best thing about being you? And whenever I think about my life and like the happiest parts of my life or my favorite thing about my life, it mm. always goes back to my family. Mm. I don't get it twisted. Uh, uh, we've dealt with Wahala in mm. the past. <laughs> we still deal with Wahala. Yeah. It's not always like mm. sugar and spice and everything nice. Like sometimes like it's arms out. But I think mm. one thing I love about my family is that like um, nothing is off limits when it comes to discussion. We discuss everything. Mm. And my parents, um, my parents do not behave as if they're reflections of perfection and they are willing to listen and learn from us. And I really, really appreciate that because when they do mess up, because they do, they're not perfect. Mm. We can be like, yo, mom, dad, you shouldn't have said mm. this. You shouldn't have done, mm. you shouldn't have done done this but it's nice to be able to share something like highlights mm. with them no it's really good like even like um i get the whole perfection thing because you must be seeing people be like, oh my god my family's girls in fact we also have our own uh, too yeah. but like <laughs> even your dad saying no i wrote a letter to you mm. and you kind of elaborated that more in your book mm. about um where that whole letter thing came from so guys go by the book um <laughs> but it really made me think okay so of course there's a difference between everyone having their issues, but there's also a difference in dealing with it as well. Yeah. So it seems like your parents are very much like, okay, we really care about our kids' feelings. Because I don't know, I don't see my... Not to compare, sorry, Dad, but I don't see... <laughs> <You're> writing, <laughs> I don't see writing books. But I can't lie, my parents, I've seen, I've seen the changes in them. I That's see them uh, taking more of an effort to like tell me they love me and stuff. Mm. And even like huggings, and I'm like, they never used to... It wasn't, we weren't really yeah. a hugging family when I was younger. Mm. I'm quite awkward with hugs. So when my parents hug me, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, mm. now it's awkward. Like, but now I'm going to do it because, you know, life is too short. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, 
watching that really made me think, okay, let me take on some of these learnings for when I have my own mm-hmm. family. I'm glad I could do that because part of the reason why I wanted to get involved in her life was exactly that mm. because um, it was like, if there's one thing I'm going to get out of the show, I want it to be the opportunity to like change the narrative and change perspective and show people that there, there are so many different sides. Like black people are not monolithic. There are so many different mm. sides to mm. the black family, to, to, to black love as well. Like I remember saying to like Tommy and Camille, like this is a fantastic opportunity for you to show young married mm. couples yeah. because there's a lot of black couples, yeah. Absolutely. But in the, I don't know what's happening, but people, mm. are, there's a lot of like, I want to ask your opinion on this actually. Surrounding yeah. marriage. We'll get yeah. there, we'll get there. And it's like seeing a, a mm. black man mm. embrace marriage, mm. love marriage, want to be married. Yes. Like, ah, Tommy, yeah. you, you yes. have a duty to, to show yeah. this, but this is you, this is you, you're living this. Yeah. And people need to see that it exists. And I wanted women to see that someone like my brother exists. Mm. And it also helps mm. me because I think, ah, when my brother is, is doing a proposal <laughs> after yeah. one year yeah. and my brother is like 10 toes in mm. why now should I like mm. settle for someone who who uh, wants to like play me around mm-hmm. or doesn't want to commit to like a lifelong mm-hmm. uh, yeah. companionship if that's what I want the way so. the way they talk about each other as well lovely yeah, yeah lovely love to it. see that on screen yeah I can imagine yeah my gosh um so how was the filming process the filming, pro- the filming process was cool there was it was uh intense at times mm. because like just letting people into your life mm. on such an intimate level. Mm. Also me, I was even scared about me because it's like, oh, I've been on Twitter. I've been trolled. I've been this. I've been that. It's like, say what you want to say. It's okay. But again, me being protected, I was like, oh, my parents. I don't mm. want anything to say anything bad about them. I don't want anything to say any, anyone to say anything bad about my siblings. Like mm. I was just really, really worried about that. So that was quite odd. And then I guess it was kind of awkward because um, you, you're like, Doing normal things And then there's a camera Like right there <laughs> So you have to like You have to just Kind of ease yourself into it After about 15-20 minutes You forget Yeah I was going to say Like sometimes You look at the camera yeah. And you're like Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely forget Because there were moments Like looking back at the show When I watched it I was like Oh my god I even forget I said certain things Yeah, my brother said Certain things Or just being vulnerable Because you forget The cameras are there mm. Um, But I really enjoyed The fact that I was able to like Um Meet the other cast members There were some that I knew already So yeah. like Irene and I Friends And I've worked with Benicia before um, But I never um, I'd known Cuppy mm. Never met her So it was nice to meet her Nice to meet Kid And I'd known mm. Chief I never met him Yeah. Um, so it was nice to Nice to meet him um, But yeah Like it was Yeah Intense sometimes uh, out, Like filming for hours mm. in the day And it's crazy Because I filmed so much mm. um, And everyone filmed so much But they only use such a small Yeah fraction. what I need I need a full episode on you uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I filmed it uh, like there was like some scenes that have been like dropped out, mm. but I think it's because um, in Channel 4's defense, they where it's like duality. So there's documentary elements, but it's reality as well mm, at the end yeah. of the day. They want storylines and storylines that they they assume people like. They're assuming wrong. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> You're assuming I want to see Tony. I want to see her talking. I want a full day. Oh, talk you. me through the skincare system. Do that. I want that. Hilarious. Because, for example, you show me copy and kid. I don't care. Like, I love them individually. You're showing me the wrong thing. You know what? There is so much more to copy and so much more to kid <sighs> than their, um, yeah, than their fallout. And, and I agree. The I thing agree. is, I think they want to show 
May I could be wrong, but I think they want to show Cuppy as like this humble, rich. No, show me the pink <laughs> Lamborghini. Show me her dad. Show me show, the flex. Show me her sister, Mr. Easy. I want to see everything. Show me it all. That's what I. That's what we're coming for the high life. Then show me all. Oh, Cuppy is now all humbled and saying, "Oh, you know, this isn't this isn't what I came here to see. <laughs> this is what I signed up for." Like I feel like, and and because of that. Because of their whatever their riff is happening, it's taking more. I could be wrong because more episodes to come, but it's taking more of the story. Like I want to see more of you. I want to see even with your brother and and his missus. Like I was like, so I'm not going to see all the wedding. Now you've gone back to kid and copy. I, I do. and she's thrown what size his face. <laughs> I yeah, I do wish it was more episodes so we could have done some storylines mm. more justice. Like for example, like Irene's storyline is so important. Oh yeah, and yes. Irene shot a lot that wasn't included oh, as far as God. like. Um, meetings with doctors and discussions mm. and things like that. And and yeah, I would have loved to show like my relationship with my mum mm. on, on another level and my relationship with my dad and also t- to see more of that like sibling relationship I have with them. But uh, again, I guess like, I guess in my mind, what I love watching when I watch TV mm. is like meaningful, mm-hmm. deep content. But then TV is entertainment for a lot of people That's and they want to see, they want to see like Mess action. Yeah. They want to see, contra- they want to see excitement. They want to mm. see weddings. They want to see fallouts. They want to see this. They want to see that. So I guess like storylines will probably prioritize according to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think maybe if, if we did a season that was a little longer then we could have had, cause I think there's definitely a place for like the copy and kids storyline. Mm-hmm. I think like, that's like friendship fall, fallouts are important yeah. to see, but I would have loved to see a bit more about other, like for example, like Chifa, there's, I, I won't, I don't know if they're showing this in, in episode four, so I won't say, but there's stuff about him, personal things about him that I think are really, really important mm. that people haven't had the opportunity to see. But um, again, it's like, everything is kind of like trial and error. So yeah. Season one, hopefully channel four will read tweets and see, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think, is there season two on the card? Um, is there a season two? I think it's just dependent on like budget, really, and whether mm. like who wants to pick it up. Mm. Um, would I get involved in a season two? Yeah, like I would. I'd be happy mm. as my like my when I say me, I mean my family. Yeah. yeah. So as long as they're doing it, yeah. cool. And I think it's uh, again important to keep showing like mm. the way the family the, the way the family works and just showing black families on tv um but whether there's a, a season two i don't know mm. I, I guess we have to wait and see channel four shine your eyes <laughs> yeah we'll have to we'll yeah. have to wait and see but it was yeah no it was a, definitely an mm. interesting process mm. Mm. um you mentioned about um like not knowing what's going on in the dating scene we were just talking about this on the podcast we were on before milf and honey about like the the dating scene in the UK, particularly in London, mm. and how poor it is. <laughs> Why? Do you have any theories? Do I have any theories? Um, I think there are just a lot of people who are scared of being hurt. Mm. Well, that's all it is. I think ultimately, it's just a lot of very frightened people. And everyone is too scared to admit that they're scared. Mm. And so that manifests in different ways. That manifests in, I don't need anybody. That manifests in, oh, girls are only good for X, Y, Z. That manifests in, um, all men are trash. That That manifests in different ways, right? And I think London in particular is probably quite heightened because... Although there are lots and lots and lots of people in mm. this city, mm. it's very condensed and everyone is on top of each other in the yeah. sense that like, <clears throat> especially in the black community, it's almost yeah. like 
you know, six degrees separation, yeah. like mm, two degrees yeah. of separation, 100%, right? Yeah. And then I think that also adds a bit of scare mm. uh, to the situation because in them, in everyone's mind, they're thinking, ah, this person knows this person, and I want to date this person, but they're what also linked so to this so person. Say, yeah. And mm. what would this person say? And I think there's a lot of people. Uh, Worrying about external perception mm. when it comes to dating. Like, what will my boy say? What would this girl say? Mm. And oh, did this person, this person, are they friends? And and I think that doesn't help either. And then I also think that um, unfortunately, with 50% of marriages ending in divorce, roughly 50%, mm. there are a lot of people that have not seen a happy home. Mm. And even in the marriages that did not end in divorce, people have grown up in two parent households where they hated each other or they barely interacted. There was Mm. barely any affection. Mm. And so what is happening is that not to blame parents, but um, like parents do have a role to a degree Mm. is that people have grown up seeing certain types of relationships that maybe weren't the most positive. And they have said, ah, if this is what marriage is, yeah. I don't want it. Mm. Or, ah, if this could happen, if divorce can happen, I don't want it. And like, there's a book I've uh, read called Attached. And it's, um, oh, who wrote it again? I always forget author's names, which is terrible. Um, I forgot the author's name. It's a, a man by the, ah, sorry, it's called Attached. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's there's one attached. So if you Google mm. it, you, you'll find it. And it's basically, basically about attachment theory and how our, uh, adult relationships are a product of our childhood caregiver relationships. Mm. And it breaks down like the different attachment styles. So secure attachment being the secure one that everyone mm. should want to aim towards. Then you have anxious and you have avoidant slash dismissive. So you have the people who are like, Anxious, like, oh, I really want love. Oh, I want someone. Why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't she want me? Uh, uh, love, love, love. Oh my God, I'm going to die alone. I'm so scared. And then you have the people who are avoidant, dismissive, who are like, I don't need anyone. I'm independent. F love, da da da, whatever. It is mm. what it is. And they don't want to embrace feelings. And mm. the majority of people in the world are not secure. Mm. That yeah. is the fact. Yeah. The majority of people are avoidant or anxious. Mm. And then that feeds into how we navigate relationships. And it, it becomes a vicious cycle because as an anxious or an avoidant person, for example, you get into a relationship and maybe even you get into a relationship with someone who is more secure than anything else. Mm. But because of the way you mishandle the relationship because of your own childhood. You turn them into an anxious person. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And so we, and and the dating, one thing uh, that's in the book, that is outlined in the book, and I thought, oh my God, this is so true. I've never thought about this before. It was basically about dating being rough because in the dating scene, the majority of people are avoidant. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because Avoidance, avoid relationships. So they are perpetually single. Mm. So when it comes to looking for someone to date, ah, a lot of the secure people, they're in relationships. Mm-hmm. And even the anxious people, a lot of them are in relationships because they want love so desperately. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll get with other anxious people or other secure people, mm. or maybe even avoidant dismissive people sometimes. But they tend to be in, they they're the serial relationshipers, mm. right? Yeah. But then they're the people left. Majority of people in the dating pool are the avoidant dismissive. I've been hurt. I do not yeah. want to be hurt again. I do not want to let any other people in. So yeah, we have a lot to we have a lot to tackle. We have a lot to tackle. But I think the first step is just like admitting that you want love. Mm. I think that's the first step. I think a lot of um, men and women need to admit that actually I want to find someone I can share my life mm. with, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and being willing to reciprocate energy. I think sadly. What I've I've come to like learn is that there are a lot of people that want 
This, it's not even give and take. It's a lot of take, 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 take. Yeah. I need someone who can do this, 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 this. Me or I need someone who can do a lot. But <laughs> best believe I'm going to give a lot. Mm, because yeah. I, like, I always give 110%. But there are a lot of people that think that being in a relationship is not a mutually be- beneficial thing. That um, that they are the prize and they're the prize alone. Mm. Me, I'm the prize. But why am I dating a man that's not also a prize, a prize yeah. man? Right, mm-hmm. so I think yeah, it's it's a mess. it's a jungle out here. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, the streets is mad. Ma- the streets but is what's, what's it like being single? Because I know um, you were saying it on your stories the other day that like you feel like you've grown a lot. Like talk, I talk have. about that. Well, see, it depends on on everyone's everyone's situation is different, and it mm. depends for the reason for being single. And I'm not going to pretend like I have struggled with relationships mm. because I have not, in the sense that. I've never felt like, oh, I'm really struggling to find someone or mm. meet people. Like I, I haven't. Um, I've been in quite, it's been the opposite actually. Mm. So this year I'm single, but I'm actively single, celibate by choice. I haven't been on a single day. She said the DMs are loading. <laughs> <laughs> celibate by choice, not dating, not seeing anyone, mm. not trying to engage in any kind mm. of romantic, anything with anyone. And I actually made that decision because I have such a long relationship history as far as years. Mm. So I was in a relationship for uh, two years from the ages of 16 to 18, Mm. then four years from 18 to 21, then almost seven years on and off. So six and a half years on and off from like 23 to like 30, then one year at like 31. Mm. Um, So I said, ah, I need a break. Yeah, you need a break. Mm. I need a break. Like I had like a two year break in between, but it wasn't enough. And so um, I was in a relationship like last year and I ended that. He was lovely. Mm. And this is why I say I'm quite blessed because like that relationship was good. The one I was in before that, that was quite long. Like we're still good friends. Like everything, everything is cool. But um, I said to myself, I... I needed to focus on me. I mm. wanted to be selfish without feeling guilty. And I think in relationships, people think that you do not compromise at all. No, you, you don't compromise on your self-value and your self-worth mm. and your self-beliefs, but you definitely compromise when it comes to time management. Yeah. You compromise when it comes to making joint decisions. Mm. And for me, I was like, okay, career's going well. Life is feeling lit. I, for, for once in my life, I don't want to mm. have to compromise. Mm. I want to be so selfish. So I was yeah. like, 2021, I'm going to be single and actively single like not talking to anyone mm. no nothing and just focus on me and it is literally 2021 has been such an amazing year for me moved into like my first apartment obviously I'm on the show mm. my book is coming out and I just wanted to focus all my energy on my career um but yeah I, I guess again like I say this with the acknowledgement that I'm not going to pretend that my relationship and dating experiences have been t- as terrible as say like people I know or 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 friends that mm. I've had because I've had friends who like hate being single because they're often single and they talk to people and it blows up in their face and mm. it's really horrible and I've had like a really toxic relationship when I was in university but for the most part I've had quite pleasant experiences mm. and I've been quite lucky in that sense so the fact that we have to say that we've been lucky to Ugh, I know so it's yeah. mad isn't it like, yeah. even when you said that you're friends with your exes, I was like, wow, man, that's, that's <laughs> a rarity. Lucky. But, like, why is that lucky? It's because, like, a lot of us are in, have experienced toxic relationships. Yeah. It's like, you, you, you can't escape it. It's like, like, even when you friend, your friends talk to you, oh, they've seen someone and they say, oh, and you're thinking, I don't know if you should be behaving like that. It's just like, it's everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. And that's part of the reason why I also wrote the book, because... 
sadly, there are a lot of toxic people everywhere. And sometimes we won't, we won't always avoid them, but there are certain things, steps we can take to like, um, to, to safeguard ourselves mm. to the best of our capability. And don't get me wrong, you can meet someone and think, oh, the nicest pie, but I mm. wouldn't melt. And then you commit to them and they completely change. Like yeah. that happens. And I've yeah. definitely been through that. Um, but I think as, as women in particular, like we need to stop approaching relationships with this view that we need to like audition for the, uh, especially as like uh, heterosexual women, mm. audition for like men's affection and adoration. Yeah. Because when we approach relationships like that, then they become very unbalanced because it's us doing majority of the giving. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when that happens, um, you're you're in this dynamic where the other person could take full advantage of you. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not helpful and it does you a disservice. Um, so I think it's really, really important for us as women to... to um, understand that when we go into relationships, we must consider what that man is bringing mm. to the table as far as like how he treats other people. Mm. Is he respectful towards towards people that can do nothing for him? How does he speak about other women? Um, does he, little things, does he listen to you? Like mm. in my book, I write about like um, looking out for green flags yeah, more yeah, than necessarily yeah. like focusing on the red ones. Because when we when we focus on the red ones, we, we go into this like trauma response mm. of like danger, danger. Uh, oh my God, let me just look. I just see badness everywhere. Everyone's bad. Mm. But it's really like, no, let me look for the guy that I feel like is, is good who is mm. behaving in a way that I think is reflective of the kind of person I want to be mm. with. Now, that doesn't mean they're necessarily perfect, um, but at least someone who compliments you. But then also, like, I think um, I think uh, men and women who are somewhat toxic in relationships, if you will, without overusing that word, mm. They have a. They also have a responsibility because it's not every day put the onus on someone else to safeguard themselves. Uh, sometimes, mm. like, recognize that I am failing uh, when I enter relationships in this way because of this reason. What can I do to target that and combat that? And one thing I love about what you said, Vic, is you talked about therapy. And I remember you tweeted the other day, I, I believe, mm. about therapy being so good and you're so mm. glad you started. And I love that. And, and while therapy is a luxury because it's not cheap, mm. I think it's so important for young people to take an active effort at bettering themselves mm. and understanding the areas they struggle in um, as much as they can um, before and while being in a relationship. Like, and that's one thing they haven't shown on the show, for example, is like Tommy and Camille, my brother and his wife, they went to premarital counseling. Oh, we need to see oh, that. Wow. They didn't show yeah. that. That was recorded, but for mm. whatever reason, it was, it mm. was uh, not included. But things like that, it's like, even when it's good, Still go. Yeah. Mm. Still try and find out why you are the way you are, mm. why the other person is the way they are, and how mm. you can work in a relationship yeah. and, and have a, a peaceful, peaceful union. But yeah, it's it's sad that we 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 make out like it's oh yeah, we're so we're so lucky to have had good experiences because a lot of people have had negative mm-hmm. experiences. Yeah. It, but it's because a lot of people are just going into relationships scared. And no one wants to fully like give 110% because it's like, oh, I'm so scared. What if this? What if that? Everyone's mm. thinking about the what ifs. And one thing I like to do in relationships, like me, innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Even if I've heard Ah, this or he's you're this or oh, you're a bad demon. <laughs> nah, innocent. Do you know why? Because it's like, if I approach relationships guilty until proving innocent, then from. Oh, guilty until. Pro- I thought you meant, sorry, I thought you meant innocent until you, you see. More, sorry, I got yeah, you confused. No, okay, yeah. yeah. So innocent okay, until yeah, yeah. Pro- or unless proving guilty, mm-hmm. not until unless. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is like, we talked about grace and compassion. Like, 
giving people the opportunity to present themselves mm. to me. Oh, absolutely. And for me to yeah. make solid judgments about them mm. and not fretting about things that are out of my control. Like, for example, but I, I'm not like the most anxious partner, to be fair, mm. but um, I know people who are like, oh, no, he's out. What if this? 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 You can't, there's things you can't prove. Yeah, you can't, who, you can't yeah, prove who's yeah, in his exactly. DMs. You can't prove mm. whether he's talking to X, Y. You can't prove this. So mm. unless information lands on your lap or you see something or you feel, or you are made to feel you uncomfortable, feel it. Yeah. like rest, mm. just enjoy, learn to enjoy mm. relationships. With your exes, have they been good guys or have they been bad guys? And when I say bad, not cheating, but like the, actually maybe cheating, but like the, the kind of like the cool guy, D, D. Oh, okay. We were the, talking about the, bad or cool. What, how do I describe this guy? But like, you know those guys that it's like, every, he, you're in a function, everyone knows his name. Every- oh yeah, I definitely, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I definitely have one of those exes. Mm. I definitely have one of those exes. But I guess um, one thing that probably made our relationship easier to deal with is the, the, trans- the transition to him being a cool guy or the guy mm. happened while I was with him. Okay. So it's not like, oh, yo, I, I met him. You're, you're, you're the hot boy on campus mm. and then I meet you like that. Even if I do meet you, ah, uh-uh, ah. Yeah. Me too, I'm, I'm a hot girl. Exactly. Hot boy, hot girl, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, even if I do meet someone who's doing really well, who's really well known, that doesn't really bother me because equally, I know people see me and they're like, oh my God, she's too hyper visible. I don't like that. And I'm like, ah, I, I, I want to give someone the, mm, the grace that yeah, I wish people yeah. gave me. Mm. So um, I do have a, an ex that is definitely like that. Like mm. he, He's in the mix. He's mm. in the mix. A lot of mm. people know him. He um, has one of those jobs that, that call for it, mm. knows a lot of celebrities, but... Um. Yeah. I, again, like that doesn't really bother me, and even at the height of it, I wasn't really like bothered because my main thing is that all that stuff is smoke and mirrors. Really, mm. at the end of the day, how are you with me and your family, like mm-hmm. your brothers, your sisters, like mm-hmm. your immediate family? That's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And the people that see you and love you because you're doing this, you're doing that, they don't know you. Mm, I know yeah. you. I've seen you through the come up. I've seen you at your best, at your worst. Mm. I know you for who you are. And even if I didn't, I wasn't there for the come up, there's a different dynamic when you're in a relationship with someone because you Mm. know them for who they truly are on a deeper level. Mm. Um, So you have to learn to separate the smoke and mirrors. And one thing I've always said, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, I hate, you know, guys that are too friendly. I don't like guys that are too prepared. Me, please all love my man, like him. (laughs) Wow. My thing is this, yeah. (laughs) Why should I be with a man that no women wants, yeah. right? Mm. Why should I be and not with just a that, man that, I that nobody s- likes? I want to see how you react when you're getting all the attention yeah. in the world. Because mm. how are you behaving? One thing I've always said is you cannot control mm. who is trying to get with your partner and talk yeah, to your partner. Yeah. And, and even that, you shouldn't even care about that. What you should care about is how your partner responds yeah. to it. Mm. So me, let one million women sliding mm. your DMs. My issue is if you, my issue is if you reply to that one, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't, so for me, it's like, I want to be with a guy that women see and think, I want a mm. man like that. Mm. I, I want to be with someone that, that is alluring to other people because mm. it's, it's a reflection of them as a per. like maybe they're a nice person. Maybe mm. they're a lovely person. Maybe they're an ambitious person, whatever mm. it is. I don't want to be with someone that nobody likes. That nobody, that's a reflection. And when of, I say nobody likes, I mean, as in nobody wants to be around. As in when they come, people are like, oh. But like, hmm. I, I mean, you know when it's home time, your man's doing meet and greet. As in like, he's, <laughs> he's like hugging up people. Being like, he's greeting all the girls. Like giving everybody a hug. Like, are you fucking telling me? Like, why is that your job? That's it's true. time to go home. That's stinky to me. What the fuck? I saw someone that's on Twitter called them the town hugger. 
my god. Why funny. is everybody queuing yeah. up? You know what? You know what? there's there's with that said, obviously context because there's still boundaries, mm. and you you don't want to be with a guy that's like oh just every everyone gets a kiss on the cheek, everyone gets yeah. a, a long warm hug. There mm-hmm. are still boundaries, so you behave in a way that doesn't make a partner feel uncomfortable. And if your mm-hmm. partner is feeling uncomfortable, then you've crossed a boundary that you Definitely. obviously need to discuss, mm-hmm. right? But providing I don't feel uncomfortable, I'm cool, mm-hmm. and I want people. I want a lot of people to like you and I've never you know some people that they like a mean guy I, I get that and I, I mm. totally get that but I don't want to be with the guy that people think he's standoff I want to be with a guy that people talk about him they're like oh he's so nice yeah, he's so nice vibe. he's so lovely mm. I really like him yeah um so yeah that's what's important to me but it's like you said how he reacts to mm. all that mm. I don't care about everyone else but how do you handle that mm. do you get lost in the source yeah. Or do you maintain your respect for me? It seems like even though you're so hyper-visible and you have like so much going around, I still feel like you, you have that core value of it's me and you. And that's how it works. And like, because I think sometimes a lot of people have this perception of, but what does it look like on the outside world? Mm. How do we look like together to be mm. in people's faces? Uh, what do people think? Um, does our picture go viral? We're going to be on Bella Naja. Like it feels <laughs> to me like you got, you, the way you think about everything is a bit more intra- Personal Do you know what I mean Like it's like How is it affecting My well-being Rather than How it is on the Outside And how is that Because it must be Quite hard Even doing anything Because people Must be thinking People have an opinion On everything you do How is that Literally um, I think what really helps me is having such a strong core network and such a supportive family mm. because like it sounds harsh, but if you're not them, I don't care. Mm. Literally, I don't care. As long as these people are effing with me, they're down for me and they agree with the way I live my life and they're yeah. supportive of that. That's all I care about. Like everyone else has an opinion. Okay, you don't affect my life. Mm. Like you, I don't, I don't come to you for help. You're not a shoulder to lean on. You're not there in my dark days. Mm. Like you're yapping, yapping and talking from there. But who are you? Do I even know you? Like, I don't (laughs) care. Um, So I think it helps that I'm able to compartmentalize between like the people who add value to my life and the people that do not add value. And then it's like opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Mm. And I sometimes I joke, I joke with my sister. Like my sister will say, how can you handle this? I said, I'm I'm built for this. I'm built for this because I understand that people will always have something to say and the negative voices are always the loudest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if you want to get anywhere in life and you want to do anything that elevates you or anything that goes down in history or anything that forms legacy or anything that is significant or you want any type of accolade, mm. you have to understand that you will not please everybody. Yeah. And you have to learn to appreciate the people in your life who truly matter and learn to separate them from those who don't impact your life. Because you'll go crazy. Mm. Because you, and one small tweet, someone's cussing you, you'll go mad. Oh, you'll be so upset. And you just, you just, and the thing one is like a lot of, <laughs> no, but it's mm. true. And you'll be, I remember like when I used to let things affect mm. me, I'll be, oh my God, why does this person not like me? Nah, okay, you don't like me. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. And then this person likes me. And so mm. like, yeah. I don't care. So I think um, if you want to get anywhere in life, you it's, you, you, the, the, the bad stuff will always affect you Don't get me wrong It'll always affect you Like I'm not immune to it But you need to grow a thick skin And you need to not let people's negativity get to you Because more often than not From experience The bad comments A lot of the time They come from a place of envy Of bitterness Of seeing someone live out their dream mm. And feeling like 
why them not me why, oh, or yeah, being yeah. resentful about their job oh podcasting is so easy why do oh influences oh writing it is so easy what if it's so easy oh come on do it please yeah. and just stop yapping and let everyone rest like if it's <laughs> so easy do yeah, it everyone's... right so it comes from a, a place of, of bitterness sometimes people will give you critique and it's warranted i've had mm. critique before like when i first started my twitter journey i might write something and i don't write it in the most euphemistical pc way mm. someone will call me out and me one thing I'm not is too proud. Mm. I'm not one of these people. I'll leave tweet there for, for 72 hours and let, <laughs> let everyone be quote tweeting it. I'll, I'll delete it. I'll say, mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I wrote this. Yeah, I've just deleted yeah. it because someone told me that this was, in a, or I said mm. this in the wrong way. Mm. So I think like it comes with being, you need to be able to admit your failings. You need to be, a, be able to apologize when you're wrong. Compartmentalize. Understand who's for you and who's not for, for you. And mm. just like have tunnel vision. Mm. Because if you do not have tunnel vision, You'll get distracted. You won't mm. reach your goals if you let every sideways comment affect you. And me, I use it as fuel. All these people that were cussing me mm. when I started, I, I still think about them. And I just smile in my, bed, like, I smile in my apartment yeah. like, ah, ah, come and see me now. Because of, wow. me, because of you, I even pushed myself. Wow. I remember one time, one lady was mm. like, oh, here she goes again. And I'll never forget that tweet. And she basically told me, shut up, never write again. I said, wow. oh, because of gosh. you, I'll write longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I'll write threads for days. Yeah. And um, I just use it as like motivation as opposed to something mm. that will break yeah, you. Yeah. So I guess that's the main thing. No, that's it. it. It's tough, man, but you, yeah, yeah, you just have to form a form a mm. thick skin, or you crumble. Yeah. In this industry, you'll crumble. Yeah. But th- how? Ugh, I wish we had more time. But like, it's just I really admire the um, the thick skin you have because mm. like I I crumble quickly, and I'll just be like, well, I guess that's not for me, or I don't I don't think I go after big things because I'm worried what people think. Mm. Like I'm worried. Oh, like for example, I think I want to write a book, but I think I want it to be a funny novel. I but guess. then I'm like. First of all, people are going to be like, why the fuck is she writing a book? She's not funny. Or why the fuck is she writing a book? She ain't going to write an experience. And then I start to think, why am I, where are all these voices coming from? It's just the devil. It's the devil trying to push me away from a goal. But also I need to, I need to get to, I've gotten to a place in life where it's kind of like, if I want to do something, it makes me happy, I'll do it. I have to, I owe it to myself. In fact, I owe it to myself to live out dreams. But sometimes there's all then there's also the nervousness of what if people don't like it, what if it performs really badly. There's all that kind of stuff. You only have one life to live, mm. and people, not to be morbid, but on their deathbed, they don't regret the things they did as much as they regret the things they didn't do. Mm. Right? It's mm. always I wish I did this more. I wish I did that mm. more. I wish I, and I think like there's the realization that you only have one life to live, and also understanding that society often encourages us to chase perfection when we're putting anything out, especially as creatives. But perfection eradicates authenticity, Mm. right? And there's never a right time to do anything. People say, oh, the right time, I want to have to do this. Yeah, I want to do a perfect time. No, there's always something wrong with that time, right? There's always another time that may be better. Mm. But sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and say, I'm going to do it. And and with feedback, I totally get you because I remember when I was putting like Instagram videos out and I'd be like, oh God, what if people hate this video or people hate this or people hate that. But then you have to ask yourself, what am I in this for? What am I doing mm. this for? Because one thing about what I do, the accolades are great. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not doing it for people to clap and share and like and love. 
I'm doing it because in that moment, the thought came to me and I believed what I was writing mm. and it resonated with me. And I felt like I was going to help someone by sharing mm. it. And that kept me going because it's like, even like through writing things and in the beginning, some things would not get shared. I wasn't getting retweets. Mm. My things weren't going viral. I didn't stop writing mm. because I wasn't seeing feedback or I wasn't seeing vanity metrics. I kept writing because I felt like this is making me feel good. Mm. I am passionate about this. I feel like it could help people. Let me keep going. So I think like my advice to you, Vic, would be write your book, but don't write it with the view that I'm writing it because I want people to like it. Mm. If it's a book and it's going to be a funny book, write the book that will make you laugh. Yeah, that's probably one. Yeah. Write the book mm. that will make you happy, that will mm. make you enjoy reading it. Mm. And you're not, think about like, I'm not writing it for anyone else. I'm writing it for me. Mm. In the hope that anyone who's like me Exactly, yeah. Love yeah. And that's how I feel about the pod. <clears throat> like when we do it and like, you know, we've said before, like some people give us feedback and they're like, if you change it, you get more followers. But we're doing it for people like us. Mm. And there's a lot of people like us by the number show. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Award winners and there, you know. Yeah. Lights Um But yeah, we really appreciate you guys. <laughs> We really, really appreciate you coming on. Like, thank really, you for really, thank you. Yeah. What you do is amazing. Oh, yeah, thank I feel you like, so. thank yeah, you. just like keep going and mm. just like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And there's definitely like space for you, room for you. And I mean, mm. you, you've seen it. You've seen people mm. like appreciating what you do mm. and showing what you do and winning, winning awards, getting the accolades. Yeah. But just yeah, just keep going because we need more voices like yours. Definitely. Thank you, man. Thank really you so appreciate much. It. Before we go, um, can you tell us when the book is coming yes. out, where people can find it and where sure. they can find you? So the book is out October 14th. Yeah. Um, you can find it in all key bookstores. So WH Smith. Oh, can you um, say the name, please? I don't think we said it enough. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the book is called I Wish I Knew This Earlier. Yeah. It's out on the 14th of October. You can find it in like uh, uh, WH Smith, Foils, Waterstones, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Basically, if they sell books, mm-hmm. there's a good chance it'll <laughs> yeah. be there. Um, yeah. So please let me know what you think about it if you do get it. Mm-hmm. You can actually pre-order it now from Amazon, uh, Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. from Amazon, <laughs> Waterstones and mm-hmm. WH Smith. So it will arrive ASAP. But I'd, I'm so interested to, mm-hmm. to find out what. And you have your, um, you have a a show on the 16th of October? Yeah, well, not anymore. Oh, no. It was meant to go ahead on the 16th, but they had to cancel it. Oh, no. But I'm hoping to reorganize something else. Oh, because I was was going to get tickets, but I'm getting my hair done. I know, <laughs> I know, important. I know. It sounds crazy, no, no. but because ah, we have our live show the next day, so it's like I can't leave this house. Yeah, I have to. No, you you yeah. got to sort it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna rearrange something. I'm gonna rearrange something because I love to like meet people mm. and speak. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that they had to reschedule because um, the book comes out on the 14th. I want to mm. give people time to, to read, read it, yeah, and I sure. want to meet them once they've read it, mm. as opposed to meeting them off the back of like social yeah. media. Yeah. So yeah, we'll That'll see. Be amazing. Exciting right, times. Nice. Don't forget to buy the book. We Thank out. You. Yeah. Catch us at Black Girls Living on Twitter and Instagram. My account is jazz underscore BW on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Victoria Sanusi on Twitter and Vic, Vic what? And Vic Sanusi <laughs> on uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, that's where we be. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>